The new year is kicking off. <clears throat> Got a wonderful presentation for you today. I had to make a slide presentation. Can you believe that? The Griffin Report starts right now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? It's the one and only Hotep Jesus. Ryan Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Somebody said... What do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, yeah, that's I was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep <laughs> Jesus. What's up, Hoteps? Welcome to the Griff Report live Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. I'm your host, the Griff God. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Oh, this is a real Hotep, brother. Hotep to the Hoteps. Hotep to the Hostepistanis. Hotepistanis. Hotep to the Hoteps. Hotep. What's up, y'all? Strong Dad in the house. What up, man? Retro Neon, I see you. It's just me, I see you. P Dog Knight, what up, man? Oz, what up? Montoya Jack Reeves. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? Welcome to the new year. We got a spicy show lined up for you today. I had to break out the slideshow present presenter presentation maker thingamajiggy. I had to make slides for today's show just to make sure that I didn't miss any ideas. Any ideas. Uh, hold on a second. Um... I want to make sure we get the Grifties link up here. Uh, get your tickets. Bing, bong, boom. I wish this fucking. Ah, shit. Steph Cronin said bought VIP tickets for the Grifties yesterday. It's up. It's legit. Legit. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Why can I only pin from one view? That's so weird. That is so weird. Anyway, let's go back to live chat. I want to see the chat live. Shout out to Steph Colonel supporting the channel. Appreciate you. Without further ado, further ado, let's pull this up on your screen. There it is. Grifties.com. Oh, shit. We got a bunch of new nominees. Special counsel Jack Smith has been nominated. New York Attorney General Letitia James has been nominated. Donald Trump has been nominated. Always Marco Frauditor Troll. Currently, Hotep Jesus is in the lead for Grifter of the Year. Oh, this is a real Hotep, brother. Shout out to everybody. Make sure you go there and vote for me. Who's under groups? Okay, nothing there. <clears throat> All right. Um... Colorado Ped Patrol. <laughs> um, again, don't forget Alex Stein, Chrissy Mayer, Anomaly, and much more being announced soon. San Tripoli is a maybe, depending on if he gets booked or not. So please don't book him so he can come. Pause. There's right there, man. March 9th, 2023. 2023. 2024, Hotep Nation. 
fourth annual Grifties. This is the first annual live. Make sure you go get your tickets. Uh, general admission is, um, let me fix this on your screen. General admission is $25. VIP is $100. And that gets you inside the green room upstairs, et cetera, et cetera. So make sure you cop your tickets. All right. Cool beans. All right. Without further ado, let's hop right into today's presentation. We are going to uh, take a look at Claudine Gay and her alleged plagiarism. Now, I put this tweet out yesterday and we're just going to take a look at some of the responses so I can show you how shitty Twitter is before we dive into the specifics specifics I said where's the evidence that Claudine Gay plagiarized and who discovered it and who was plagiarized very simple question right but because social media is so polarizing and I have a black face keep in mind everybody says they're colorblind today but as soon as you ask this question people automatically assume that you don't believe the story now as you know as Hotep Jesus <coughs> Oh, excuse me. Hmm. What was that about? As you know, as Hotep Jesus, I don't believe shit. And I want to see the proof. I want to see the proof. So when I talk about something, <coughs> excuse me, when I talk about something, I don't sound like a complete and total moron. Or if somebody says, hey, they plagiarized, I can say, here's where she plagiarized. And here's how bad it was. So that's what we're going to do today, right? So unfortunately, um, Twitter was unable to help me with this, right? And somebody here says it was literally lack of quotations. They really targeted her. Uh, we're going to come back to that tweet in just a moment. Um, we're going to come back to this evidence right here that I responded to in just a moment. Uh, here we have a link to Wall Street Journal, which um, I did not read. Um, mostly because I wanted somebody to just lay it out for me. But if you're going to just send me like links to a story that kind of doesn't help. Um, especially when you got to pay for it. <laughs> Although I do have a membership to the Wall Street Journal. Anyway, let's go back. Um, so I got some answers about Carol Swain. My followers helped me um, understand that yesterday. Um, somebody sent me this link, which um, 37 pages, which is... Um, probably uh, quite thorough and um, I just I, I actually just now seeing this um, what was this tweeted 15 hours ago Ron I just now seeing this anyway um, so somebody says dude tell me you're being sarcastic and it's just like sarcastic like nah I just want to see the evidence um, somebody says all great questions I hope the answers are made public will reduce all right so you know uh, not much help here. Um, so I had to do the digging on my own, right? And everybody said Chris Rufo was the guy that dug it up. So I wanted to read exactly what he was talking about. But before we get into that, I want to just show you the first instance that came across my desk, which was this, um, which is in reference to the Voting Rights Act. Now, the first thing I did was um, I just Googled part of the phrase. And my hunch was that the information that's in this tweet and I'll show you right here the information that's in this tweet um, my hunch was um, 
because somebody showed this to me, they said it's the Voting Rights Act. And I'm, I'm reading this and it says the central parts of the Voting Rights Act are Section 2, Section 5. And it goes on to talk about the verbiage in there. So the first thing that popped in my mind goes, all right, that's probably the shit that all these academics argue about is Section 2 uh, is Section two and Section 5, right? This is probably what all these academics re- refer to. So I don't think we're going to find much plagiarism there, um, although I think we may find um, some closeness and likeness to somebody else's work. So when I Googled this, you know what came up? Justice.gov. Justice.gov. So when I looked at Justice.gov, what does it say right here? It literally says about Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act. So I was like, my hunch was right. After reading that, I was like, oh, okay, so this is just something that people always talk about. Because I've never looked into the Voting Rights Act. I don't give a shit about Voting Rights Act because I don't fucking vote. So I've never looked into this shit. And then sure enough, I just, you know, looked up uh, 50% or percent to see what pops up. And you'll see the same thing being quoted here on justice.gov. Right. So let's go back and you see here it says. um, Where is it? Mm, Or is this or am I responding to the wrong person? A bridge, da 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 No, no, it wasn't this one. It was the other one. I'm sorry. It was... Or am I... I'm confusing a couple of different sources. Hold on a second. All right, no, here it is. Okay, I, I clicked on the wrong thing. All right, here we are. So uh, it says here, David Cannon uh, said, states in which less than 50% of the voting age population either registered or voted in the 1964 presidential election, right? So then if you look right here and it says right here, um, 50% of the persons of voting age registered in 1964, less than 50% of the voting age voted in the 1964, right? So it's the same thing as right here in justice.gov, right? So really fast out of curiosity i just want to see claudine's gay um i just want to see her um area of study because i have a feeling it's probably law um okay behavioral sciences um political science and she's a fellow for behavioral science, American political behavior, including voter turnout, housing policy, politics of race and identity. Okay, so she was hired. My guess is she was hired because she fit the agenda, right? They they need somebody who's going to be an advocate for what people now deem wokeism, right? So um, she talked about voter turnout, and this is one of the things that she discussed, right? So coming back, if you can look right here, this is on justice.gov, right? So my my point in the matter in regard to this citation, and I didn't even look at the second one, right? Like this one right here, I just looked at one, and I was just like, eh, I don't know if I can take this serious as plagiarism. Um, 
because so many people are saying the same shit. Like you can literally take this section right here and pop it into Google and you'll get a bunch of people citing the same shit. Um, right here, consent, uh, census.gov and, and it's just down the line. So for us, us, you know, regular folk, common folk that didn't go to Harvard, we don't know about this stuff, but these people study this stuff. So this is kind of like common knowledge, right? So where they try to say like, she stole this, I'm like, it seems like something you would just study if you were in her line of work, if you were involved in political justice, social justice and voting rights and all of that is just something that you would cite, right? So on this instance, I gotta go, it's a dud, right? So, um, then I was like, all right, let me go and see what Chris Rufo said, right? And I wanted to see exactly what he said. So we go to Chris Rufo's paper and then um, we get this quote right here. He says, she does provide a reference to the original authors. She uses their verbatim language with few trivial synonym substitutions without providing quotation marks. So going back, this person is actually correct, right? Where we click on here and she says it was literally lack of quotations. That is correct. It is literally a lack of quotations. According to Chris Rufo, the guy who people say is known for exposing her. Then we have the Swain plagiarism, right? And he talks about here. Let me make sure you guys can see this. Okay, you see it good. All right. So, um, Later in the paper, Gay also uses identical language to Swain without adding quotation marks as required and says here, since the 1950s, the reelection rate for House members has really dipped below 90 percent. The reelection rate for House members has really dipped below 90 percent. Now, I'm saying to myself, if you study political science. If this is your area of expertise. This is probably like me reciting, you know, some basic money theme, right? Like if I was to tell you about um, fractional reserve banking, like I wouldn't cite a source. I've fucking studied this shit so much. I can just explain it or just give you a stat out of nowhere if, you know, I could pull one out of my brain. Right. And these are Harvard's best. So the issue here, again, is like. With, with like like this one here, it's citing the law, okay? With this one right here, it's citing statistics. Now, when I first heard plagiarism, I think ideas, okay? That's the first thing I think of. I think ideas. You stole my idea, you know, whatever, whatever. But that actually is not the case here. It's just that they're sharing the same knowledge, so I don't know if we can say this is plagiarism, okay? Now, I will say this. I will say this. Um, Where is it? Hold on. Um, I thought he included it here. Um, 
all right, I don't think he included it here. It was, it was something else where I read it. But the fact of the matter is, according to Harvard's definition of plagiarism, she definitely plagiarized. I'm, you know, I'm going to tell y'all straight down the middle. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. I'm always going to call it spade a spade. You know, you could say it was just a lack of quotations, but according to Harvard, oh, here it is. Harvard in particular has a strict policy on these matters, right? Um, oh, no, it's not here. I, I think I saw it somewhere else. But, oh, here it is. No, no. It was somewhere else I read it. I think I just looked up what Harvard or somebody passed it to me. But Harvard says, if you don't quote some shit, it's plagiarism. So the the only saving grace I had was the dictionary, right? So I said, all right, let's let's type in what does plagiarism mean, right? I just want to make sure. So I typed in plagiarize and it says, take the work or idea of someone else and pass it off as one's own. And that's what I usually think of. I think of idea, like you stole my idea, right? So, you know, in a very loose definition of the term, I don't consider her a plagiarist. But according to Harvard and their rules, she plagiarized. She plagiarized according to Harvard's own definition of plagiarism. Okay, so that's a judgment call by Harvard. Harvard's got to go. Look, are we going to be lenient on this or are we going to go hard? Now, I believe once she ain't take no stance against that war in the Middle East and the events of October 7th, they were like, all right, let's comb through her shit. Let's comb through her shit. We got to get her the fuck out of here because uh, we don't like the way she's answering these questions in this hearing. Right. She's a little bit too bold. These white women succumbed, you know, over at Penn, et cetera. They succumbed. They immediately resigned. They got out of the paint and they knew better. Right. And they were replaced by uh, white Jewish men. And she was replaced by Alan Gerber, another white Jewish man. Right. So, again, everything falling back into place. Um. And, 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 and in line with what we said um, is part of the design of anti-Semitism is to uh, create um, uh, right wing extremism, highlight it, take away rights and replace. And, and part of it is going to be replacing people, replacing people that are in positions of power. Right. Um, specifically with people who are um, sympathetic to the Zionist agenda. OK, so I got to tell you, you know, um, I wanted to see the evidence for myself. And um, I personally don't consider her work to be plagiarized because they're citing um, statistics. But there was an instance in here like this one here. Right. This one says, uh, you know, like uh, the, the the one between her and um Bobo, I think this is. Um, where's the one that I was like, yeah, that's definitely plagiarism. Mm, yeah, it's this first one right here. It's this first one right here. The very first example. Um, you you gotta you gotta 
anytime you snatch because I, I wrote a I wrote a whole book called The Patriot Report, Unmasked Conspiracy of Money and War. And everything I copy pasted is in quotes and cited at the bottom of every page. I don't go to Harvard and I knew I had to do that. I knew I had to make sure, especially because I didn't want somebody, I didn't want to publish this book, sell it, and then people come back and go, yo, Hotep Jesus is a fraud. He plagiarized because I know how people operate. They look for anything to cancel you when you don't, you know, when you don't follow a certain agenda. Um, and she definitely left the quotes out. But that is a big thing. That is a that that's a serious violation. You got to include your quotes. I hate that it's that. I hate that, you know, I I, I wanted it to. Well, I can't say I wanted it to be, but. When they say plagiarized, I'm thinking in my head whole ideas, like a, an opinion of something, because that's what I think of when plagiarized. You stole my opinion. You stole my thought. But when you're citing something and, and he does say she did provide a reference. So that's to me is like I'm like, ah, you know, she fucked up, but she wasn't malicious. Right. It wasn't like blatant plagiarism it's technical plagiarism you know and and you gotta have them fucking quotes and as somebody who went to harvard i don't know if she was staying up late nights or what and forgot to put them quotes in but when you copy pasta some shit you gotta put your quotes in now i haven't been able to cross reference with her actual documents because because they're behind like some gated walls or something like that uh i'll show that to you here um, and, um, I'm not from academia. Um, oh, okay. No, I do have access to it. Um, I think. Uh, wait, what? Oh, no, I do. I think what happened was I was viewing it on my phone and that's why I didn't see this pop up. Um, wait, huh? Introduction. Nah, this is just the. This isn't the whole document. I'm sorry. No, I was right. No, this isn't the whole document, even though I wasn't even able to see these 24 pages. Um, but you have to like pay for ProQuest or whatever. So I wasn't doing all that shit. Not that important. But so I just want to be clear that I never uh, looked at her original work. I'm taking Chris Rufo's word for it that she didn't include the quotes. And I'm assuming he's thorough enough to not fuck that up. Um, so I'm going to take his word for it. You know, uh, it is, in fact, technically plagiarism um the very first griff report i watched was hj having someone from twitter call and defend how he stole tweets without giving someone props yeah um let me see what else the chat is saying Um, and, 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 and I don't think this is the real reason why she was let go. I think the real reason why she was let go or resigned had to do with the October 7th events. Uh, protocol said, I've seen a teacher hit someone with plagiarism when saying a straight fact, like an apple is red in most cases. Yeah, it's really weird how academia works. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just really weird. It's just really weird. 
and, and again, I'm not a product of academia, so. Uh, Nas said, people want to make it seem like it was generally bad. Bad. I haven't read it, but people making it seem like even if she did cite correctly, it still wasn't worthy. Yeah, like, again, it's it's like we're talking about someone who didn't include quotation marks. And it's just like, ah, you know, is that really how we want to leave her legacy as somebody who plagiarized i wouldn't i wouldn't technically put that on her but i would say you failed to cite your sources properly which falls under the code of plagiarism according to harvard you know it's so it's a very sticky situation okay very very sticky situation um now i think we should just talk about the right okay because the right is partly responsible for this takedown as we have Chris Rufo involved here um, and uh, the other lady, um, Swain or whatever her name is. We got Swain involved here. And so there is some, you know, right wing leanings and celebrations of this. But for me, it's just a tactical error. It's a tactical error. Um, er you know, anybody who studied war knows you never, ever correct your enemy when they make a mistake you just don't so if the left wants to operate off something that is not a meritocracy that means that the cream of the crop will not rise to the top which means long term you're going to have an advantage if you are playing by the meritocracy rule or the meritocracy standard so really what you did was you actually made harvard more powerful Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. You got rid of an alleged incompetent black woman who was allegedly a diversity hire, right? So you got rid of their diversity hire and then put Alan Garber in, who is probably more competent at the job, white, male, Jewish, Jewish, right? Probably more competent at the job and is going to be able to push the agenda of Harvard forward even better. Not to mention who else they might pick because he's just interim. So you've interrupted your opponent while they were making a mistake, which is why this is a tactical error. You're supposed to never interrupt your enemy when they are making a mistake, the art of war Sun Tzu. It's that simple. What's a good book on war that's not the art of war? Um, you got to look at, um, Marcus Aurelius meditations. He got like three volumes or something like that. And then you got the 33 strategies of war by, uh, Robert Greene. Those are, um, two war books. And then you got to do one on, um, Hannibal. You got to find a book on Hannibal, um, or Caesar. Caesar has some pretty good tactical, uh, who was the other, um, uh, Genghis Khan was the other tactical general as well. Um, as well as um, United States had a had a couple of generals that I would say, you know, start with those books I just told you, but go study generals. If you study like biographies of generals and shit like that, you'll get a nice idea of these things. Uh, but Sun Tzu is definitely a great place to start. It's a really quick, quick read. Um, so, yeah, um, it's a tactical error by the right, you know, so which brings us to my presentation let's get to it um the woke right 
I wish all the black people were as smart as Hotep Jesus. And I wish all the white people were as smart as Hotep Jesus. And I wish all the Hispanics were as smart as Hotep Jesus. Because that guy, he, he really gets it. He knows how to boil it down. Excuse me as I just adjust my screen here and we, we dive right into this uh, featured presentation with my lovely PowerPoint assistant. All right. The woke right. So the takedown of Claudine definitely made me think about this, right? And you're going to see as we go through, you know, how they fit the mold of being now the woke right. So let's begin. First things first, they have adopted a victim mindset. This has been a catalyst of the left for a really long time. Woe is me. And the right now is picking this up where they're complaining about how white men are talked about in the media, et cetera, et cetera. Woe is me. It's the same story, same agenda, new people. When black men were talking about how we were being talked about in the media, quoted as thugs and super predators, it was pull yourself up by the bootstraps, stop complaining, etc., etc. Now that the media has turned their aim because they've they've conquered the black intelligentsia, we probably have to start right there and talk about how they conquered the black intelligentsia. So the black intelligentsia was conquered uh, right at the rise of Barack Obama. Barack Obama, technically, Barack Obama signifies the death of black intelligentsia. He destroys and kills black intelligentsia uh, by default. One of it is because black intelligentsia went to sleep. They thought the work was done because they were black president. Another thing is, you know, people like H. Rat Brown, Khalid Muhammad disappear around that same exact time. Right. So let's take a look at that really fast. Um, can I duplicate this? Copy. Oh, I can. Perfect. All right, let's do this. Let's 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 uh close that. Let's open up a new one of these. And I just want to show you something so you guys can see. Somebody actually commended me. They said, "Yo, like the hoteps are so thorough. They show you everything." So we got H Rap Brown, right? Here we got H Rap Brown, right? And then you see here um, hold on. Let me just fix this. All right, so here we got H. Rap Brown. And you see right here, um, he's now serving a life sentence. Uh, year 2000. Barack Obama becomes president when? Barack Obama is president 2009, 2009, right? So you got H. Rap Brown, he's gone at 2000. Let's do Khalid Muhammad. Uh, Khalid Muhammad, he's gone, 2001, right? Um, and then so the 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 black intelligentsia and there's more i just can't think of any right now but there's more uh who's another one chat 
Oh man. Um I'm gonna get to the other ones later. But I wanna start here. Um all right, so let me just let me just move on from here, right? So what you have is like these guys, you know, he suffers from a brain aneurysm, another one gets locked up. Um and um then Barack Obama becomes. Now, Barack Obama is sort of the dawn of wokeism, right? And it and BLM is born under Barack Obama. Okay. Um so BLM is born under Barack Obama, right? Now, what had existed was, um, you know, something called the Conscious Movement. Right? All right, here we go. They actually have a Wikipedia page on this. Wow, this is interesting. So what you had was a, what they called the Conscious Movement, and Wikipedia has a page on this. And what you had was, this was um, a rise in the 90s of just like this strong black power movement for lack of a better term. Um, okay, here we go. We got some names right here. Uh, Cress Wilson, when did she pass? I feel like she was, yeah, 2016. So Cress Wilson was 2016. She had already been gone. Diop, I think Diop was died in the eighties, right? When did Diop die? Yeah. Diop was in the 86. Um, GM James, Ivan Van Sertima. When did we lose Van Sertima? Van Sertima, 2009, we lose Ivan Van Sertima. Okay. This is the list I was looking for. I'm glad I, I found this. Van Sertima, again, 2009, same year Barack Obama. Um, Amos Wilson, Chancellor Williams, John Henry Clark. I'm just going by all the names we know. Um, Dr. Ben. All right, so let's go. When did Amos Wilson? Amos Wilson, 95, he dies. Chancellor Williams, 92. Uh, John Henry Clark, 98. Dr. Ben, I remember. Dr. Ben, yeah, because this is the most recent. 2015, Dr. Ben dies, right? So, like, as wokeism is being born, um our intelligentsia is actually dying off. They're dying off in the eighties, the nineties, and then the two thousands, our intelligentsia, like the people speaking that real black power shit, that real hotep shit are dying off and they're not being replaced. People are going to Harvard to get educated and they're getting wokeified. Okay. So then, um, you get the dawn of, Sonetta, is that here? Does Sonetta have a... Okay, so Sonetta doesn't have a Wikipedia page. So some of you guys don't know about this, but you got Sonetta, right? And um, here it is, Sonetta TV. And this is... Um, and and Sa has a whole bunch of transgressions and things that people don't like about him. And there's things I don't like about him. But you can't deny his work of putting together some of the greatest minds like Dr. Kaba Kamene and Shaka Akmos and um, the list goes on. Even Captain Tazariak and the Hebrew Israelites and, you know, bringing all those different minds together, right? So this starts taking off, 
right? The Sonata Studios and the Conscious Community in Harlem starts taking off like right around the time before BLM gets popular. Okay. Matter of fact, is there a way we can go to his most popular? Okay, so let's go to popular. So yeah, eight years ago, you get, this is a hot view. Eight years ago, eight years ago, eight years ago, eight years ago. So his most popular stuff is eight years ago. Okay. So, so like I said, right before the rise of BLM and their power. In fact, let's look at the year on this. Hold on, what is this? Um, popular. Eight years ago, 2015. Yes, yes, okay. So some of these videos most popular are like 2015 somewhat, but, um, and leading up to that, right? Uh, let me go back to popular and see if I can find anything older. Ooh, eight years ago, eight years ago, eight years ago. Oh, I'm missing um Bobby Hemmett and Phil Valentine. You got Bobby Hemmett and Phil Valentine. Uh, Shariza Ali, right? These are people that are still alive right now that are in our intelligentsia, that are in black intelligentsia, that they don't put the microphone and camera in front of. You know, when you talk about black conservatives, I think of Shahrazad Ali. This is who I think of. OK, I don't think of Candace Owens. No diss to her. Um, she's a former leftist, admittedly. Right. But I think of Shahrazad Ali. I think of Phil Valentine. These are the names that come to mind. Right. Here's Shaka right here um, that you see on the screen. And then Phil Valentine. Right. So. Our intelligentsia gets replaced. And it gets replaced with people who are educated by um, the white Ivy League. And we're going to come back to that in a second. Okay. And what they do is the white Ivy League takes black power and turns it into victim mindset. Yeah, where is Bobby Hammond? Somebody said he's still around. Brother Panic, Brother Panic just, just died. Yeah. Um, X-Clan, right, word. You had all these different things, right? So have I ever thought about writing another book? Yeah, I am. I'm just studying to write the book. I have a lot of studying to do before I write my next book. I don't just write books for money. Um, I have to actually care about the subject. Um. And it's a, I have a political book I started, but again, like I said, I want to do like a super deep dive in education. So if I'm not an expert in money, I don't think we can talk about politics. So you get the victim mindset and that's what is taking over the woke right. And the woke right is traveling down the same path that the black community did from the 90s. The woke right. Number two, the woke right have become complainers. And again, this isn't, uh, you know, castigation of everybody that's on the right or defaulted to be deemed on the right. It's mostly your influencer class because complaining equals clicks, clicks equals dollars, engagement. So they're engagement farming. So complaining means engagement farming. And this is how, again, you come back to the woke right and the right becoming woke. 
The next thing we can talk about is inequality. What did the uh, woke left complain about? Inequality. You see, the 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 conscious hoteps, the conscious black community. What were they talking about? The conscious black community was talking about black power and they switched it to black lives matter. Right. They were talking about building these people are complaining about inequality. And really what this comes down to is diversity, equity, inclusion, wanting to be included, wanting a seat at the white man's table. They want to drink the white man's water. The black power movement, the conscious movement was not interested in those things. They were interested in education. Self-education, particularly about racial identity. Racial identity. That's what a lot of this stuff is, is about. Let's go back and I'll show you. Most of these battles that were on side of this program were about racial identity. Um, let's see if we can find an example here on the popular ones. So right here, understanding the Ankh and the science of Kemet. Right. So this is knowledge of self. Here's here's a nice video uh, by uh, Phil Valentine, knowing the law contracts and status correction. Right. So this is the difference between being woke and being conscious. Okay. And the right is falling into the same trap where they are not educating. They are just complaining. But this is what they had to stop. They had to stop black people from knowing the law and understanding con contracts and their status in society. Okay. Um, what else is another good one here? There's a lot of drama and beef. Um, Sumeria versus Kemet. So they talked about ancient Sumeria. So like a lot of history is going on and discussed on this channel. Spirituality is what these people are talking about. Sisters going natural again, coming back to racial identity. Okay. Um, four years ago, exposing the rap industry. So the things that, you know, the right wants to talk about, this is stuff we were discussing. Okay. Uh, what else do we have here? I've given you enough, but oh, here is another good one. Phil Valentine. What is a man? Right. This is something that people don't understand now. They, they don't know a man from a woman, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, genetics. All non-Africans have ne Neanderthal blood. Uh, all, all non-Africans have Neanderthal blood. The white man is a light skinned African. Right. So they talk about genetics. OK. And um, so anyway, Freemasonry, they're talking about here's Shaka right now talking about Freemasonry. Okay. So the information here is much different than BLM, much, much different BLM. Okay. It's coming back. So instead of harping about racial identity, 
the conscious movement was talking about real shit and, and ruining their racial identity in history. Whereas nowadays with the right, we don't see the same thing. Okay. Let's go to the next one. And, and so no, before we go to the next one, racial identity, we got to talk about white identitarianism where you got uh, the fed accounts, which we'll talk about in a little bit, you got the fed accounts. And if you guys have more things to add to this, you know, uh, this is basically uh, 14 uh, ways that the uh, the the or I should say uh, uh, 13 ways that the uh, right is becoming like the woke left. If you have one to add to this, please show me. But you see the racial identity now where they're sympathizing with uh, this, the white South Africans and their plight. Meanwhile, they say that they're America first. Uh, you see it with the and wokeness accounts. Uh, where, you know, they want to drudge up videos of white people getting beat by black people, where they're complaining about, you know, the way that the left talks about white people. But at the same time, they want to claim that they're colorblind. Well, if you're colorblind, you wouldn't identify as white. You, you wouldn't be able to see your whiteness. You wouldn't care that they're talking about white people because you wouldn't identify as white. So there's some hypocrisy. The next thing is cancel culture. The right involves themselves in cancel culture. We've seen this time and time again. And they have a lot to do with the resignation of Claudine Gay. All right. And they're taking credit for it. They're happy. They're 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 applauding their ability to get somebody fired from their job. The same thing they complained that the left was about is the same acts that they're participating in. Same thing. Um, and and they'll they'll make up lies about you. And I'm not that's not all of them, but they'll make up lies about you or, um, you know, try to drudge up something from your past or, you know, I've seen all these conservative influencers fight amongst each other. You know, they said, oh, well, this guy was sleeping with this lady's wife and all this other shit. And we got to cancel them. And so they engage in cancel culture. Right. Um, we saw this happen with um, um, Candace Owens. When Candace Owens said she didn't support the Zionists after October 7th, the Zionists came out as a whole horde to try and cancel her. Right? Condemn her actions. Right? We, we, don't want, we do not want to work with her anymore is what these people were saying. Right? And not Daily Wire because she's still an employee of Daily Wire, I believe. But we saw this happen with Candace Owens, their darling, as soon as she departed. So it seems like along with wokeism comes Zionism. You, you know, those two things seem to um, go hand in hand. So whether it's wokeism on the right or wokeism on the left, Zionism is going to come into play. Right. And um, we saw this with uh, legislation passed that basically says you can't say certain things about Zionism. In fact, mentioning Zionism or criticizing Zionism is now deemed anti-Semitic. And I think, uh, you know, Florida has some laws against this now that DeSantis passed, which is completely against the First Amendment. So, again, they still participate in cancel culture because they don't say nothing about these bills being passed. Right. They're like, well, they're talking about Jewish people, so it doesn't count as protected free speech. Right. And I'm telling you right now, I've. I love Jewish people. I got a whole bunch of Jewish homies. They're my motherfucking people. You know what I mean? I love my white folks I fuck with. I love the black folks I fuck with. 
I'll discriminate based upon your background. If you ready to come in and, and fuck with me and, and we could work together, let's do it. Let's do it. GTA six. Thank you. They tried to cancel GTA six. <laughs> How you gonna cancel GTA six? The leftists were the first ones to cancel GTA six. I'm glad y'all brought that up. I'm glad y'all brought that up because at first it used to be the leftists trying to cancel GTA six. Then they saw the booty shaking and they go, oh, we got to cancel this because they got booty shaking in the game. Meanwhile, the, the game Ben had booty shaking. It's just white girls was booty shaking. But if you actually played Grand Theft Auto, you got to listen to the radio. I swear Grand Theft Auto was the one video game that has seemed to somehow dodge wokeism. Like they talk shit about wokeism. If you you got to listen to the radio stations that talk radio, if you listen to talk radio in GTA six, you would be a fan. If you are a conservative, you'd be like, yeah, I agree with this guy. Even Trevor, some of the things Trevor said, even though he was a flaming homosexual, um, even some of the things he said were very pro Trumpish. And he was the main character in the game. Uh, GTA radio is based. Yes. GTA radio is quite based. So, again, just people talking about shit that they don't know anything about. G GTA was pre-woke. GTA 5 was pre-woke. So we're going to have to see what happens with GTA 6. I have faith. I believe they're not going to wokeify GTA 6. I have that feeling. But I hope, I hope I'm right. Now, how else is the right becoming like the woke left? Sexual liberation. They are practicing sexual liberation. Bryson Gray comes out and he says, yo, this calendar is demonic. Now, I wouldn't use that exact language. I wouldn't say the calendar is demonic. I also wouldn't disagree with him. I'd go. He's got every right to speak up. Right. And I said this before when we covered this topic, I said you need people like Bryson to keep y'all in check to make sure you're not veering too far left. And what you had was you had Seth come in, sell y'all beer and boobs. Beer and boobs are not American. Beer and boobs are Marxism. They're, they are, matter of fact, let's get really deep into this shit. Um, the anti-Semites will point you to, um, I'll show you right now. I'll show you right now. Hold on. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you something about that the anti-Semites drudge up that is actually historically true. Let's go right here. Um, so what you'll have is stories pop up. Why does this look like this? I thought I created a new one. All right, I'll just, uh, that's fine. So what you have is Jews were exempt during prohibition. Now, historical fact, especially in Russia, Jews ran the alcohol industry. So you can't really be on the far right and hate Jews because they're the ones that really pushed alcohol on you. If you like alcohol, you got to like Jewish people. It's just a fact of the matter. OK, so when you're talking about um, pre-Bolshevik Revolution, Russia, Jews were controlling 
um, I'm not going to say the majority because I don't know how much, but much of the alcohol industry um, was peddled by Jews. And then there's this conspiracy theory that says Jews were sidestepping prohibition and became bootleggers. That's a story for another day. I'll leave that up to y'all to go investigate, right? Well, what else were Jews pushing, particularly that Adolf wanted to get rid of? Well, Adolf wanted to get rid of sexual liberation. He thought, according to his own words, that Jews were pushing sexual liberation, debauched culture, debauched artwork. This is what he said. This is what the, the this thing was. Right now, what they do is they draw that correlation between the Bolsheviks saying that the Bolsheviks are majority Jews. So you can't really hate Bolshevism and not hate Jews. Although they're not real Jews. Shit gets really complicated really, really, really fast. Right. So much of what was brought to you was brought to you by Jewish people. Hollywood brought to you by Jewish people. America was created by Jewish people. Your concept of what American was created partly by Jewish people. Your Hollywood is created. This is is a very good book called uh, Hollywood, the invention of Jewish people written by a Jewish man. And it shows you all the companies that are big today created by Jewish people. And Jewish people were very prominent in the sexual liberation movement particularly pornography. What's the dude's name, the short dude with the mustache? Who, um, Jeremy, Jeremy something. But, um, you'll see a lot of that. You'll see a a crossover between Jewish people and pornography, right? Okay. So, You've adopted this. You liked it. So that's why I said you can't even blame it on Jewish people because you liked it. And Jewish people didn't invent alcohol. They didn't invent the theater. That was Caesar. Even Caesar didn't invent it, but Caesar popularized it. Greeks, the Greeks popularized it. So they took your inventions and used them for their own. Ron Jeremy, thank you. Ron Jeremy, that's him. So now you have beer and boobs as your culture. You've accepted beer and boobs as your culture. How fucking backwards is that? In China, it's about fucking honor and being good at math. And you guys got beer and boobs. You got the short end of the fucking stick. So now you got the calendar floating around, which is pushing beer and boobs on you. Now, when Bryson says something, you didn't have to react. You chose to react. But your reaction was one of sexual liberation, saying, no, let these women be sexy. Let's sell sex. It's the American way. So you chose to sell sex, which makes you very much like the left. You're supposed to be the side that says, no, cover up. We don't want the calendar. But because, because you're friends with the people on the calendar, 
I'm friends with people on the calendar. Uh, Kim K is my homie. I love Kim K. She's 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 fucking um a, a, a amazingly gorgeous. She's a very attractive woman. Shout out to Kim Clasey. But the calendar's haram. Alhamdulillah. It's haram. Now that's not to say that I wouldn't enjoy looking at a calendar of Kim Clasic. Absolutely I would. But I wouldn't want to teach that to my kids. I wouldn't want to make that part of my culture. I wouldn't even want to make it part of my own personal culture. To oogle over women. I got an article I'm going to write about that too. About oogling over women. And, and what that does to men. There's a problem with that. There's a serious problem with that. There's a, there's a problem with. Um, discipline. Self-control. And uh, sexual self-control is the ultimate form of control. So if you can't practice the ultimate form of control, that means you're susceptible to all other types of lack of discipline. So anyway, you get the sexual liberation. I wish I had time to put pictures with all of this stuff. Next up, the right becoming like the woke left. LGBTism. You got trans in, in the right. What? <laughs> what you got trans people in the right you got the l you got the g and you got the b it, it, from a distance i can't tell the difference next up you got feds amongst your ranks your popular accounts of feds former feds current feds anonymous feds just like the left, you have been infected with feds. I don't even got to explain that. Let's move on. We're going to go to the phone lines. Text Hotep in your name at 202-596-5631. 202-596-5631. Another way that you are like the woke left, you have no goals. What are your goals? You are goalless. You are a wandering people without an aim. I could have also called this uh, 13 reasons why the right are the new niggas because new niggas are goalless, which brings us to our next point. Actually, no, let me change this. It should be in this order. We got to go here. When you're goalless, you become a status. Everything around you becomes solved through the state. Go vote. Go vote. That's the Saya. That's the Saya. Go vote. You got a problem? Go vote. Not you got a problem. Go fix it. Not you got a problem. Let's find a solution. It's no, we got a problem. Go vote because your intelligentsia has been infiltrated by the status. So statism is a form of your religion where every time you have a problem, you want to ask the state to solve it. Oh, people are having abortions. State got to solve it. People are doing this. State got to solve it. Now, the only thing I believe the state should solve is illegal immigration. Well, I won't say the only thing, but the one thing that people are talking about today, the state got to do something about that. Texas, you know, whatever. These states got to say no to this shit. This shit is just foul. There's nothing we can do about that other than take up arms and forcibly remove these people ourselves. They're in my state. They're in New Jersey. That's something, you know, 
I'd be locked up for. If I went down to the gym where they're holding these people with my rifle and said, you motherfuckers got to go, I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> okay. So the state going to just lock my ass up. So I can't really do anything about that. So that is something you might have to vote for. <laughs> but at the end of the day, these people are status. Next up, why they are like the left. Because they're corporate and they're collegiate. Look at the people amongst their ranks. These are all collegiate motherfuckers. These are all these dweebs, corny motherfuckers that went to college and got indoctrinated by the same universities as the lefties. So they've been indoctrinated by the same bullshit. They feed, the thing is that they have one interpretation of the bullshit and the left has another interpretation of bullshit, but they all are interpreting bullshit. <laughs> and that's the trick to get you. And the other thing is these people are all corporate. All these people come from corporate America. These motherfuckers, these niggas don't fucking, they don't saw no wood, pause. They ain't hammering no nails. They not real, man. They not fixing nothing. These dudes is corporate dweebs. And the conservative women be telling me they can't fucking change a tire and all types of shit. You hear me? So these are corporate and collegiate dweebs. They come from the same world as the white leftists. Now I'll save the best one for the last. That you know the woke right. No, it's not the best for the last. We got another one. Vaccines. What did your favorite pundits tell you? Sorry, Scott Adams, you my boy, I lay to death, but you was pushing them vaccines. You was wrong. Trump, pushing them vaccines. You was wrong. Ben Shapiro, you was pushing the vaccines. You were wrong. And there are many more of the right becoming like the woke left. Okay. Last one. They are sheep. They are sheep. They are sheep. Why are they sheep? Because they're all corralled into the same arena. You know how a dog will corral sheep? You don't think for yourself and go, wait, what's over here? No, they, they, they corral you. Let's talk about abortion. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Nah, how about we talk about Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution? Everybody want to talk about the Constitution. Nobody want to talk about Article 1, Section 8. Maybe I need to cite a source for that. <laughs> Where'd you learn that, Hotep Jesus? Article 1, Section 8. Article 1, Section 8. Who's talking about that? It's too intellectual for the common folks, so they don't talk about it. Right? But that's what we talk about on the channel. Article 1. Hold on, let's pull it up. Article 1, Section 8. My browser knows who I am, so they, they, they pulled this right up. Um, Right here. Article 1, Section 8. What does it say? Congress shall have the power. To lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises, to pay the debts and provide the common defense and general welfare of the United States, but all duties, imposts, excise shall be uniform throughout the United States. To borrow money on the credit of the United States. To borrow money on the credit of the United States.
Um, Article 1, Section 10. Coin money. Emit bills of credit. <laughs> said no state shall enter any. So that falls under the government. So why are we not talking about money? Excuse me. They don't talk about the important things. Why? Because you're controlled by the same entity. Corrals you into the same. Same topics. Every day you wake up, it's like Groundhog Day. Y'all talking about, y'all arguing about the same shit. He says your Christmas Christmas jingles were created by Jewish people. You would not have white culture without Jewish people. I'm telling you right now. There's nothing that you could. There's, you, that's why I say you cannot be America first and not Israel first. Because the two entities are so much fucking alike, bro. Thirty percent was it? Thirty percent of Congress is Jewish. What's the number? I don't know. Can't do shit without Jewish people. They think for you. They're your brain. So you cannot decouple them from the United States. Retro neon. I think it's time to take the right back and push out the woke right. Liberals in conservative clothing. To me, like you, Cassius Cam, Unk, Ak, represent what being conservative is all about. I hear you. That sounds cute and all, but I don't associate with the right. I don't associate with conservatism. You know what I I, I, I associate with? Hotep. Hotep. That's what we is. We hoteps. Don't put us in, in, in this box of right versus left. Don't put us in. Don't don't. That is the that is the trick. The trick was to create a duopoly, to create two parties. Now, your founding father said this was a sin. They never wanted it to be two parties. But the trick was to divide it amongst between left and right. That is the trick. So if you choose conservative, you're hoodwinked. If you choose liberal, you're hoodwinked. You remove all nuance and turn yourself into factions. Gang warfare, red versus blue. People talk shit about the bloods and the crips, but how much blood is spilt between the Democrats and Republicans? Same colors, same gangbanging. That is the trick to divide people based upon this very vague line of political ideology. When really political ideology cannot be defined with some sort of 2D axis diagram thingamajiggy. It's not left and right. It's a sphere. And I've said this before. I said it on Gutfeld. The political arena is a sphere. And at the center, let's pull this back up on your screen so you can see it. Because anytime you're talking about this stuff, this is what you're talking about. You're talking about the state. You're talking about politics. You're talking about the state. So at the center is the state. The farther you move away from the center, the less you want the state in your, involved in your life. So the difference between the right and the left is very little, except that they're on one coordinates uh, of the uh, one set of coordinates in the sphere and the left is on another set of coordinates in the sphere. 
And everybody wants to stay involved in their life somehow, some way. Hoteps are on the the outside of the sphere where it's like, ah, we just want the uh, military might to protect us from foreign invaders. We don't really need you to do much else. We don't need you to manage our money, et cetera, et cetera. We can do that ourselves, you know. Whereas the right says, oh, no, we need the state involved because of abortion. And the left says we need the state involved because of abortion. But at the same time, they're both asking for the state to be involved. They're both asking the Supreme Court. Can you tell us dumbasses what to do? It's really what it boils down to. So don't get caught up in the left versus right, because that is what makes you a sheep. Either this or that. No, you have more options between this or that. There's a whole discussion and nuance and details that they don't want you discussing. They want you divided up into factions. I don't got no beef with the left. I don't got no beef with the right. I don't got no beef with the leftists. Sometimes I agree with them. Sometimes I agree with the right. I showed you today when we did Claudine Gay. I looked at it and I was like, oh. to me, it's not plagiarism. But according to the book, it's plagiarism. So she plagiarized. Hotep's going to call it straight down the middle. Right. In my personal opinion, she didn't plagiarize. But according to the book, she did. It's calling it straight. That's not left or right. It's calling it spade to spade. Just is what it is. So with that being said, let's go to the phone lines. Text Hotep in your name, 202-596-5631, 202-596-5631. And I'll be right back after this short, brief commercial break. <laughs> 